Good morning, and welcome to episode 511 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus, presented by the Play Index at BaseballReference.com. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh of Grantland.com. Ben, how are you? All right. I'm on the road. Uh, you sound a lot better than when I was on the road. Are you Are you also driving in a car on a bridge? <laughs> I'm not. I'm sitting in a hotel room. Hmm. They put a hotel in the middle of a... <laughs> in my car. Never. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. How are you? Okay. Good. So I meant to get to this last week, but I forgot. So I have a list of things here for you. I'm going to read you this list. All right. Wait until I get to the end. This is going to be almost the entire list. All right. Local hardware store, local hotel, local salon, local music instrument store, local printing company, local carpet store, local grocery store, local CPA, local music magazine, corporate media systems company. I'm assuming local, but don't know. Uh, they like help you, uh, you know, put the speakers up when you have a conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, local sandwich shop, local hardware store, local property manager management company, local Italian restaurant, local party planner, local construction firm, another local construction firm, a local paint store, and a local distributing company, whatever that is. Where am I, Ben? <laughs> are these? Uh, are you listening to a, a game on the radio? And, you're close. And, you're, and you're, you're you're writing down who advertised. You're close. It's not that. It's um, these are the banner ads uh, uh, behind home plate at the San Rafael Pacifics game. So these are all the advertisers. I've I've they're all of them. I've I've told you the entire list of advertisers, uh, minus one. Uh, ben, <laughs> you tell me what is the last one? Microsoft. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> it's Microsoft, Ben. <laughs> Good guess. It's incredible. What is? I mean, Microsoft is like, like, like maybe, literally, maybe the biggest company in the world, <laughs> and they, they like even Chipotle is like, we're not going there. <laughs> like, it's probably a two hundred and fifty or five hundred dollar ad, and. uh Somewhere, there's a person who is worth like thirty-five million dollars in stock options who made the decision to place that five hundred dollar ad mm-hmm. up there. It's crazy. What is that about, Ben? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, maybe it's just blanket marketing. Maybe they have an ad literally everywhere that it's possible to have an ad. And yet, they have not yet sponsored this podcast. <laughs> No, because they're getting free advertising they're getting free, right now. Free publicity, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, although it's somewhat mocking of them. <laughs> anyway, Microsoft. When I saw that, I just <laughs> couldn't possibly have been happier. Um, let's see. A bunch of things happened that I meant to banter about, but I've forgotten all of them mm-hmm. uh, in the course of a long weekend. Do you have anything to banter about? I don't, really. All right. So, uh, let's see. The topic is, uh, is this. Um, two years ago, I wrote a piece about the Rangers. Um, this was in May, the end of May 2012. Um, and 
I'll just I'll I'll just read the introduction. Someday the Rangers are going to be terrible. It is not going to be this day. The rest of this paragraph is about how good the Rangers are, which isn't news to you, so skip ahead if you're not interested in fun facts. The Rangers are doing things right now that are difficult to cope with. Until yesterday, they had the best Pythagorean winning percentage since the 1939 Yankees. They've scored the most runs in the American League and allowed the second fewest. They've got a great farm system, and they have one of the half-dozen best prospects in baseball. They have the lucrative newish cable contract, and the only unmovable contract on their books, which was Michael Young's, expires after 2013. And so from that uh, beginning, I looked at um, what could conceivably doom the Rangers. And I didn't think this was likely. I thought it was likely the Rangers would be the World Series favorite this year and probably last year, too, and probably next year as well. Um, But I did go through seven uh, sort of uh, ways that civilizations decline or have declined throughout history and looked at how they apply to the Rangers and whether we might see the threat to the Rangers' empire, the threat to the Rangers' dynasty, uh, in one of those. And completely unpredictably and unexpectedly, uh, the Rangers are indeed the worst team in baseball this year. They have the worst record in baseball. They are worse than every bad team that you can think of. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought that you and I should go over these seven Mm-hmm. and see which of them applies to the Rangers and which of them especially applies to the Rangers. And if none of these applies, then we could decide whether there is a uh, as yet undiscovered or unidentified uh, hypothesis or theory of uh, civilization decline uh, that does apply to the Rangers and that um, we might talk about. So, mm-hmm. uh, so have the Rangers, uh, we, uh, yeah, okay, that's all. That's okay. all. That's that's the lead up. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes. All right. Number one. Cause number one. Overpopulation slash drought. Uh, this was applied to baseball. This would mean that the uh, Rangers would uh, sign too many uh, extremely high-priced players and that that would limit what they were able to do with anything else, that they would overextend their resources. Uh, and as I put it, um, if they had signed Josh Hamilton, for instance, they would have committed, um, you know, about a hundred million dollars to a quartet uh, that, as I put it at the time, would comprise a 33-year-old second baseman, a 36-year-old third baseman with leg problems, a 34-year-old corner outfielder, um, and a starting pitcher in his 20s with 5.2 walks per nine as a big leaguer. Um, that would be Beltre, Kinsler, Hamilton, and Darvish. Uh, they didn't sign Hamilton, mm-hmm. and um, none of those three is a problem. Kinsler is a down-ballot MVP candidate this year. Beltre is a perennial MVP contender, and Darvish is one of the best pitchers in the game. I think we can rule that out, right? I mean, yeah. the, their, their problem has certainly not been that they have signed too many people to long-term deals and then had those long-term deals go belly-up, which is interesting because that is, I would say, the... Uh, probably what we think of as the most common cause of doom for a good team or a team that has a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, and that's why that's sort of how we that's how we view the the Phillies, for instance. That's how I think people generally view the you know the Yankees at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't really seem to apply. They. They let Hamilton go. They 
tried to get Granky that winter. They didn't get Granky. They they have some some contracts now that look like they might be problematic in the future with Fielder and and Chu perhaps, but but those are not the reason that they are bad this year. I mean, I, I guess those those two guys are part of why they're bad this year, but it's not that they couldn't couldn't afford someone that they wanted. Uh, all right. Uh, second, second idea, collapse of essential trading partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea here was that the Rangers had drawn a disproportionate amount of value out of trades that they had won decisively, or at least it appeared they had won them decisively. Um, and at that point, they had uh, basically given up what seemed to be virtually nothing to get, um, oh, well, I guess Teixeira wasn't nothing, but uh, given up nothing that would have been a crucial part of the 2012 season uh, for Elvis Andrews, Neftali Feliz, Matt Harrison, Josh Hamilton, David Murphy, Mike Napoli, Mike Adams, and Koji Uehara. Uh, and you might have to remind yourself that at the time, for instance, Neftali Feliz was super valuable um, and that all those guys were seen as very valuable, mm-hmm. um, borderline stars. Um and so uh, the fear was that either uh, they would cease being able to make trades because they would get a reputation, although that seemed like a long shot, a reputation as a difficult partner to trade with uh, and win, uh, or they would simply have bad trades, that there's, uh, that there's a lot of luck involved in winning a trade as decisively as they had won a bunch of their trades, and that uh, if a team was dependent on trades, it could just as easily... Uh, lose by a large a large portion. Um, what do we think of this one? Well, there's something to that. I mean, have they made any great trades since then? The obvious uh, one that I mean, the, the you know the Fielder Kinsler trade comes to mind, and that has has not been a great trade for them so far. But what other have they made many trades? Because I mean, the one example, well, the, the very obvious example is is not a good one. Um, but maybe they just haven't made as many either, which would also support that explanation. Well, they traded for Alex Rios, mm. and he was good for him last year and hasn't really been this year. They traded, I think they traded for, I don't think this was a non-tender, I think they traded for Gio Soto, mm. and he hasn't contributed anything mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, yeah, he was a trade because they got a mid-year last year, right? mm mm-hmm. uh, they traded for, um, uh, let's see, they traded uh, Soria this year, although they that was, you know. Right. Well, they they sold Garza. Oh, yeah. They and that did, was, they, they gave up quite Oh, yeah, a bit. that was a, yeah, and that was uh, John Daniels, I think, has, has said openly that that's a regrettable move, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's one that he says will haunt him. Mm-hmm. Um, although not the cause of their problems this year. It's not no. as though uh, Edwards and Olt would have them in first place or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that wasn't a great trade. I mean, I, I think that it, you could probably say that... Um, and the other interesting thing is that the that the Uehara trade... Now, remind me, was, was Uehara the Chris Davis deal? Uh, it was, right? I think was so. Yes, in retrospect, that one ended up being kind of weirdly not good for them. If mm-hmm. that's... Um, 
So anyway, I would say that what you could say is that they have uh, that they have not made they have not continued to reap incredible value mm-hmm. out of the trade market, which is to be expected. Uh, they have also probably not, uh, besides the Fielder Kinsler trade, uh, that's not a significant cause of their their last place standings this year. Although Kinsler Fielder is not a small thing. That's no, a yeah. four or five win swing mm-hmm. uh, at this point. And so you know maybe 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 it's fair to say that is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Are we calling? The, I don't know. I don't know that I'm comfortable calling the Fielder Kinsler trade a bad trade, uh, so much as a as an injury thing, right? Because at the mm-hmm. time, at the time we were all, we, it seemed like we were saying that everybody won and that it was a good use of resources to strengthen a weakness, and um, there were a lot of reasons to like that trade. And so that might be that that Fielder might fit into a, a later one that we'll talk about. Uh, all right, number three. Uh, poor recruitment and development of young replacements. Um, the Rangers at the time were the sixth best system in baseball. Uh, baseball America had them. Uh, sorry, that are by baseball prospectus rankings. Baseball America had them number one. Mm-hmm. All right, and so uh, so it seemed like they were going to be able to keep churning out good major leaguers, but as we know. Um, Prospects uh, often turn into nothing, and there's no guarantee uh, that if you have 10 and the average rate is half matriculating, that you're going to get half. You might get uh, 10 bad rolls. And I named another team that had 10 bad, bad rolls, um, for instance. And so the Phil- uh, the Rangers, it seems like you could say, had an awful lot of bad rolls. They, they really haven't had uh, anything come out of that 2012 class. Uh, unless you're counting Darvish, which Baseball America did, but Baseball Prospectus did not, uh, of uh, of that class who contributed. I'm looking right now. I <laughs> think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the farm system that year that had uh, that was so raved about and that was seen as the one of the top systems in the game. These are the top eleven: Jerks and Profar, Martin uh, Martin Perez uh, have contributed virtually nothing to the team this year. Perez. Uh, out with Tommy John since April. Mm-hmm. Profar missed the, the year. Um, Olt, gone. Not that good anyway. Neil Ramirez, not contributing. Jorge Alfaro, uh, not yet. Uh, Leonis Martin, contributor. Mm-hmm. Christian Villanueva, Roman Mendez, Ronald Guzman, Robbie Ross, Cody Buckle. Nope. Uh, so basically what you're talking about is Leonis Martin, who's... Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but not, you know, not, yeah, actually, he's pretty good. Uh, depending on the defense that you believe. He's he's okay if you don't believe in his defense quite as much as some players. Uh, the point is that they did not turn that incredible farm system, at least yet, uh, into a, a core, a core of players. Mm-hmm. You might say that that's a, what do you think, Ben? I haven't heard much from you. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, I I mean, where did their... Do you have our, our the BP preseason organizational rankings from 2014 to see where they ranked coming into this season? Uh, yes, I, I do. No, I up. don't. Well, you can you can find it because um, I mean some of those guys have a chance still to contribute. 
they are just not contributing now because of of injury in Profar's case and Perez's case. Um, but it seems like they still have a a decent reputation for for organizational strength and farm system and everything. Yeah, right. We're just talking. I mean, these we're just talking about this year. We're talking about mm-hmm. this year's disaster. Yes, and I think it's fair to say that some portion of that is the fact that, uh, particularly with regards to expectations, some portion of that is that guys who at the time seemed likely to be contributing by now uh, are not, and Profar at the top. I mean, we mm-hmm. thought at the time that Profar would be, um, you know, an all star at this point, or if not an all-star, at least, you know, a very good ball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was unfair, but maybe it wasn't. Uh, all right. Next one. Hostile neighbors. Uh, at the time, the AOS was very poor, and the Rangers were able to, uh, it seemed, run away with the division uh, without hardly even trying. Um, and we wondered whether the Angels in particular, but also maybe the Mariners, would get really good and make it a lot harder for them. Um we ended this paragraph uh, laughing at the very notion of the A's contending. <laughs> with, with that year, they won the division. That year, man. This was halfway you, you, through a season. You typed something like Oakland and then ha, 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 and lots and lots of ha's. But, I mean, that was their that was their surprise season, right? Weren't they playing well at the time that you wrote that, at least? The A's were not. Uh, the No, the A's... The A's were at 0% playoff odds for a month before they started playing well. They started playing well five weeks after this uh-huh. came out. So they, had, <laughs> they basically had 0% playoff odds and a not notable farm system mm-hmm. uh, and no no winning record in like the previous like four fights. So uh, I'll defend that position at the time. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the point is that it seemed plausible that the AOS could get uh, much more difficult and that the Rangers uh, could remain a good team and yet be overwhelmed by dominant teams like like the Angels. And, in fact, the uh, the Rangers did not, obviously, the Rangers did not project to win 66 games or whatever this year, is what they'd end up doing. Mm-hmm. However, they did expect to be like a low, I think a low 80s team, and that did not appear like it was going to be enough. The Angels and the A's were seen as, as better teams coming in. Um, and there, there is a sort of a powerhouse division that has developed there uh, with two, probably the two best teams in baseball, as well as a pretend and no longer a 110 loss team in humans. The, the division certainly hurts them. Um, yeah. It's not, the division is not why they have a 390 winning percentage, mm-hmm. but it is a reason that they are, that I mean, that's why they didn't win. For instance, when we talk about the Rangers being disappointing this year, part of the conversation is that they were also disappointing last year. Uh, and the reason that last year was disappointing, even though they won, I think, in game, the A's were better than them, um, a, a much better team, and, and therefore made those 91 games moot. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a, I think that's a, that's a contributing factor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, demographic, yeah. Can you, right, so, can uh, you look next- up, I'm asking you to look things up because my internet connection is barely up to the task of talking to you, but... I'm curious what their record is against ALOS teams this year. Not that they would have a good record against any team, presumably, this year. But just to see how big a, a factor that is, how much weight we should give to that explanation, because certainly the division 
has been uh, much stronger this year than it was in 2012, and then maybe that maybe we would have expected it to be in 2014 at the time you were writing that article. But uh, I'm curious how bad they have actually been against those division rivals this year. All right. Well, let me tell you. Please do. Uh, against against their division rivals, they are uh, 17 and 30. Uh, which uh, sorry, 17 and 28. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, I'm. Yeah, 17 and 28. So uh, 17 and 28 is a 378 winning percentage there at 393, I think, overall. So mm-hmm. uh, not a huge difference, but it, it does hurt them. Yep. Okay. All right. Next one is demographic trap, uh, which is that they would uh, basically they would be in a cycle where they are constantly having to make short-term moves to stay competitive uh, while uh, slowly eroding their long-term viability. Uh, basically, uh, they would always be competitive and would always have to do trades like, say, trading a bunch of really good prospects for Matt Garza uh, mm-hmm. in a second-half push, um, or they would always have to sign free agents like, say, Shinsu Chu, um, and in doing so, they would you know, give up their draft picks, and they would give up their prospects, and they would overpay for guys, and they would pay premium prices for the players that they need to be competitive. I think that that is more of a long-term one than we can mm-hmm. say. I mean, for instance, uh, Shinsu Chu, signing Shinsu Chu will hurt them uh, pretty much every day of the next six years. But it is not like at the beginning of the year you went, well... You know the the Rangers would be good, but they signed Shinsu Chu, so now they're going to be a lot worse. Right. Uh, that that's not, it's you know he's not supposed to hurt them yet, um, and it's just sort of kind of a fluke that he's doing this badly. He mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not surprising that he's overpaid. It's not surprising that his outlook is bad. But it is it would be lame to say well they're they're losing because they never should have signed that awesome player from last year. Uh, in, in, and expected him to be good again this year. So yeah. I'm going to throw that one out. Yeah, I think it's right. a long-term, were, very relevant, short-term, not as relevant. Yeah, you were not expecting them to be bad this soon. You were you were saying that in over a course of several years, that kind of thing takes its toll, and it and it does. Um, but it hasn't been long enough for that to, to be the key cause here, or even a, a significant cause, I don't think. All right, uh, next one is introduction of diseases. Uh, this is what we would say is injuries. Um, and in particular, we noted that no team is immune because all teams have pitchers. Um, and uh, so that one is the big one, right? That's, yep. That's the story of this year's Texas Rangers. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have the current injury stats, but I did look them up. About six days ago, I think it was through like last Sunday's games. Just looking up the the days lost to injury and the percent of payroll lost to injury, and no one was even close to the Rangers as of as of six or so days ago. They were at fourteen hundred thirty one days missed, and that's not just DL days, but also guys who were day-to-day and weren't available a certain day. Uh, Corey Dawkins at Baseball Prospectus does a really painstakingly thorough job of recording injuries that every team suffers. 
And uh, so he had their total at 1431 as of a week or so ago. The next closest team was like 600 away. Like it wasn't even close. They're the, the clear outlier in that regard this year. Uh, 21% of their payroll had gone to injured players, which was also the highest figure in the majors. Um, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of crucial absences, right? I mean, uh, basically, a almost a whole starting rotation gone, uh, when you, when you count Harrison and Holland and Perez and Ogando and Shepers and just all of these, all of these guys who are hurt. Uh, and of course we mentioned Fielder, we mentioned Profar. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's a big a big chunk of a team i don't know whether whether they would be at the a's or angels level if they got those guys back i would i would guess probably still not but just i mean you know that's a lot to lose and even chu who's who's been playing and playing poorly has been playing through an injury or or Mm -hmm. has been affected by an injury so it's uh it's really a sort of a historic catastrophe in that in that department and is there any reason to think that this is uh, their fault? Is there any? Do you see any trend here that you go, well, clearly the Rangers are doing something wrong, or does this strike you as just one of those unlucky years? Yeah, it, it seems to be that way. It doesn't seem like it's been a multi-year trend where the Rangers had a reputation for poor health or anything. Um, so I I can't think of of anything that would, I mean, it's, you know, it's a bunch of, or it's at least a, a couple Tommy John guys and a few other elbow injury guys, but I, you know, I don't know enough to say whether they're doing something wrong with their pitchers. And, and if they are, then it seems to be a new thing. So the, the best guess is probably just that it's a, a fluky thing. And then the last one is environmental problems, which uh, is luck, which is what we call luck. Uh, and that one was like, basically if they were actually still good, but you know, underperformed expectations by 10 wins or something like that, uh, they could appear to suck. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. They might have gotten slightly unlucky in certain areas, but they are so far beyond even the discussion of like what we were talking about at the time. 2012 like i was just introducing this as a way that they might miss the playoffs uh not end up in last place Mm -hmm. uh with the number one overall pick so uh so probably not luck not really luck maybe Mm -hmm. a small factor so all of these are kind of small factors maybe um except for uh except for signing long-term contracts um and mostly though it's the introduction of diseases Mm -hmm. and i guess if if uh, if it's going to be one of these things, is that the the best one from the Rangers' perspective? Is that the uh, one that you would I, most want? I, I I know what you mean because it's the one that's like it it's just this lightning striking thing. I mean, if lightning strikes your house, it really super sucks, but it's probably not going to happen in a week as mm-hmm. well. However, uh, as we know, the number you know like basically the biggest um, variable for injury you know, for the next injury is whether you have been injured. If you have been injured, you are a lot more likely to get injured again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in a sense, the fact that all their guys are banged up 
not all of them will come back at all, for instance. Like mm-hmm. one of these guys just will never come back. Uh, and then one of them will get hurt, you know, doing, you know, will get hurt again. And so, you know, one of them, I mean, you're missing some of the prime years of some of these guys. So even when Prince Fielder comes back, he's going to be older and so on and so forth. So uh, I actually don't think it is the best. I think it might actually be like the second worst or something, maybe the third worst of these. Uh-huh. And yet the Rangers uh, seem to feel, at least from their actions, from their comments, they expect to be a contender next year. They, you know, they weren't sellers at the deadline. They weren't trying to get rid of veterans who were healthy, trying to get rid of Beltre or anything. They, they seem to feel that they could come back and be competitive again next year. But how, how do you think they stack up in terms of the, has there been a complete reversal since you wrote this where now their outlook is one of the worst in the division or, or can you look ahead and kind of say that the, the angels have a lot of people locked up and getting older and the A's don't have a whole lot of people locked up and don't have much of a farm system. And so they're, continuing to excel would probably depend on Billy Bean continuing to make lots of great trades um, and, and other moves. And then the Astros are, you know, maybe still a couple of years away and the Mariners uh, aren't really a powerhouse, although maybe their best is ahead of them. So are the Rangers now in the lower tier of this division? Has this one awful year plunged them that far? Uh I think probably. I, I wouldn't feel that way except that it already appeared that they were, based on the preseason projections, it already appeared that they were slouching toward mediocrity. Um, and uh, so I kind of think that uh, that they, I mean, certain, there's no there's nothing that would prevent them from being really good again really fast. I mean, any team could be. They're certainly a smart team. They have some good players. They do still have a pretty good system. Um, and, you know, it's, it's easy to change the, your, your trajectory in baseball a lot of times. However, I don't feel like uh, they have as good an outlook as, the, as, you know, the majority of the other teams in the division. So uh, I kind of am probably more pessimistic. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I would say that I, I'd say that the, that I'm almost as pessimistic. No, I'm not. I'm not almost as pessimistic as the record is, but I'm sort of as pessimistic as the tone of this conversation has been. Uh-huh. And they just lost their assistant GM, for whatever that's worth. Maybe that hurts, too. Uh, yeah, one that, uh, one that everyone really liked. And, and, you know, around this time, they also had lost They lost another one. They lost Scott Service uh, uh-huh. just, just before I wrote this. And now they lost A.J. Preller. And, yeah, those two guys were part of the... I mean, it was like those two and, and Daniels were the ones that came over when they uh, started that regime. So uh, that's significant, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe that not. should be when you write your next downfall article. Maybe that should be another cause that if you yeah. establish your reputation as a smart team that wins for a lot of years, then everyone wants to hire your people and it becomes difficult to, to keep the group that built the team together. Yeah, maybe. Mm hmm. Yeah, all right. Okay. Promo. 
All right. Uh, so please support our sponsor, Baseball Reference. Go to baseballreference.com. Subscribe to the Play Index using the coupon code BP. One of our listeners reminded us to remind you that you can try the Play Index for free. Uh, you can test out most of its functionality. The The results will, will be limited somewhat. You won't get to see all of the answers that you seek, but you'll be able to, to see how the thing works and what you can do with it and uh, try it. And if you don't like it, then you can get a refund. So there's really no no catch. Just just give it a shot with the coupon code BP. Please send us some emails for this week's listener email show at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. We'll be back tomorrow.